When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls. It's been a little bit, but we are here again. It's Ingles and Ian, the CowboysRightFree.com podcast. And as always, your good friend of mine, the defender of Duck Street, Mr. Ian. How are you doing today, buddy? Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, excited to dive into some basketball, and we got so much to talk about. Um, we, we've been gone for a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I want to get into that uh, for yeah. those who don't follow me on Twitter. Um, I was, one, really sick for a long time. Um, I have asthma and I got really bad bronchitis and it stuck with me for about a month. I'm finally on the other side of it. And also, uh, the dedicated listeners know that uh, there's been a relationship in my life that's been really important to me and um, that relationship ended. And, uh, that was really hard and I needed some time away from all of this and caring about Oklahoma state, which, you know, I love Oklahoma state, but sometimes you need to take a step away and that's what I did. And, but that time is over and we're here and we're ready to talk and say sports with craziness going on. You know, apparently we're going to get the Auburn DC or something like that. Ian, you've got more information about that than I do, but like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like apparently we're going to pay more for an Auburn DC than we offer Jim Knowles. Well, I am very curious to see how much he is going to get paid because let, let's talk about this real quick. So it appears that, Christian Robinson, who was Florida's linebacker coach for the past four seasons, he's going to head to Auburn as Brian Harson's staff undergoes more changes. This is from Auburn Undercover, uh, which is Auburn's 24-7. They said Derek Mason, Auburn's defensive coordinator last season, is poised to be named defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. This is what has been said. The most likely scenario on the Auburn staff, we are told, is that linebacker's coach and assistant coach Jeff Schmetting is the new coordinator. The search continues for a defensive line coach. It says updated. The plan appears to be Zach Etheridge to be the secondary in a walk around role. That, that's Auburn stuff. But so with the departure of Mason, four of the coaches who joined Harson after he was hired in December of 2020 are no longer with the program. So this might have been, I don't want to speculate, this might have been something where him and Harson were butting heads on culture because he he's coming, uh, Mason's coming in from Vanderbilt uh, for, as a head coach, which I'll say this, if this is who Oklahoma State ends up getting, I absolutely love this hire. I think Derek Mason Ooh. is a great guy. 
And Gundy uh, likes know. hiring former head coaches. So, like, you know, Knowles was a former head coach, too. So, yeah. And the fact that you got this one from Auburn, which, I mean, you know, you, you got your SEC, hoorah, hoorah. That's very interesting. And now I wonder who, who Mason's going to bring with him from that staff. Is he going to take anybody from Vanderbilt? Because, you know what? I'll say this. He kind of falls under the Harbaugh tree just a little bit. Was, uh, under him for I think two years and was uh I think with David Shaw for the last two so I mean he's worked with very very credible guys so I I think this is an outstanding move and a huge move if I think you if it works yes but the question remains if we're gonna so this guy's already making 1.5 million a year which is 200,000 more than we offered Knowles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it is maybe the administration, because I, I honestly think the money is on the administration side, not Gundy being cheap. Uh, and so the question is, if we offer him like 1.8, why weren't we able to offer Knowles 1.8? Or was Knowles the the canary in the coal mine basically saying, look, if you, if you want good talent, you've got to pay for it. And we can't be second rated anymore. And that's where I'm really curious to see how this comes down. If he is the guy, I mean, if he's the guy that's he's either taking a pay decrease. Hey, hold on just a second. Or uh, he, uh, or we're going to offer him more than notes. One of the two. And Knowles is probably better DZ than him. I'm sorry. My dad walked in the room. So that was. What? <laughs> so what I was saying is that like. I mean he's. Mason's already making 1.5 at Auburn. Mm-hmm. So to even match. We've got to offer him more than we offer Knowles. So either Knowles is a wake-up call to everyone in Oklahoma State above Gundy, who would have he would have paid Knowles anything he wanted if he had the chance. I, I honestly believe that about Gundy. And but the thing is, is so either one, we weren't willing to do it for Knowles, which was stupid, or two, Knowles is a wake-up call to say, if we want to be on that level, we've got to spin like we're on that level. And Gundy's even brought that up. Like, we can be a blue blood if we want to be, but we got to spin like one. Like, he's been pretty adamant about that in some of his press conferences here recently. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if he's going to be willing to take, you know, a $200,000 pay cut. If they offer him the 1.3, they offered Knowles. If that wasn't the case, well, even then, if you why offer him 1.5 million, if you offer him 1.5 million, Ohio State still would have given him 1.9. So he's still getting paid more at Ohio State. So that doesn't necessarily matter. Why would, why? So that, that's the question is why? Why would he even come here for less money? And if we maybe had he one point, maybe wanted to come for the cheese fries, dude. I don't know. And if we had one point five million to spend, why didn't we throw it at uh, Knowles? Maybe we did. 
I don't know. I we only know what is, has been officially reported about those, you know, negotiations, but I'm starting to feel as though Knowles was gone no matter what. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um we'll, we'll see. It looks it looks like there's some turmoil there if they're already trying to find guys at Auburn while he is technically still the coordinator. Maybe there's something we don't know about. Yeah. Well, it, and the thing is, no. thing too is I, I looked through his resume. Like, there's no reason for him to come to Oklahoma. There's no, you know, I want to go back home kind of ties. You know, I mean, it is. It's wild that he's even in the conversation, unless. So he- in, He's in from this, Phoenix. He is from Phoenix. So He's in, from Phoenix. So guess who? Guess who uh, has a home and home with Oklahoma State, Arizona State, in uh, Tampa, I think. Yeah. Tempe. I don't think that's like the specific reason. Maybe he just wanted to change his scenery. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm sick of the SEC. I'm going to go to Oklahoma State. Maybe, maybe by taking that job, there's better opportunities for him to be. A head coach because I mean, look, I think well, he I was the you, Vandy head coach for a long time like six, seven yeah, years. For six years, yeah. I bet he saw how Oklahoma State treated Knowles. It's like, you know what? I, I would kind of like that. I'm going to go over here and they might, they could kiss. I, who knows? But look, if you, he went 27 55 at Vanderbilt, two bowl games. It's hard to win at Vanderbilt. I'm not going to fault him for that. <laughs> he got his two bowl games and he was there for one year so it wasn't like he was I, I just I don't know and I'm thinking there's something at Auburn that is happening yeah well maybe he I doesn't like the head coach I don't know uh, I mean there could be a thousand reasons it just seems really bizarre but I mean, if Gundy's going to go out there and make a splash, getting the Auburn DC, that's a splash and then some. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, Which, if this does happen to be true, this might be the big – this is probably the biggest hire in Oklahoma State football history. And you can argue Gundy. Gundy was there. But as far as a defensive coordinator. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, outside of, I mean, and granted, no one really knew who Gundy was going to be. You know, he was the OC for Les Miles and all that stuff. So in terms of just like shockwaves, and this will be national news, a SEC defensive coordinator goes to the Big 12. For potentially less money. That's crazy. Which that that just might tell you how he feels about Harson and Auburn. Maybe he just hated it there. Who knows? But maybe he was gonna get fired, but he his defense did pretty well, I believe. Yeah. I think they were well, fourth well, they held, and what was ba- they held Bama to twelve points for the majority of the game. I mean, he's not a bad DC. It's just him making a lateral move is crazy to me. Well, some I'm not saying it's a downgrade. 
Some might argue that it's a downgrade because let's just let let's just play a fun game. It's called looking up Derek Mason on Twitter and searching for latest. Well, here, here here's the thing. I don't know if it's. I mean, he's obviously a very. You don't get to be DC at Auburn for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Knowles has proven his ability to create but he also and we've talked about this before um jim knowles has has basically had the same guys for four years and so is this somebody who can come in and turn what is basically a depleted defense at this point um into something that can keep going be you know on a national level man if Gundy can pull this off like I'm talking myself into it <laughs> like when I first heard it, I was like nah this sucks now I'm like yeah maybe 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 no yeah this probably could be a good thing I'm talking myself into it at this yeah. point I think it's a great move um and I know you're like, well, we need to hire a linebacker coach, which and he coaches cornerbacks. Well, we just lost Jarek Bernard Converse to yeah. the transfer portal. And if if, uh, if everything I've read about that is true, he's going to be a vet, uh, veterinarian, not you know, vet as in serving in in the military. And Oklahoma State doesn't have a good finishing. Well, that's like that's not even true. Our vet school is one of the best in the country. So, uh, but apparently it's pretty normal to transfer away from Oklahoma State, which I don't get. But, you know, he's doing, from what all I have understood from everyone I know and all things on Twitter, is he's doing it more for his education than for football. And if that's true, that, you know, more power to him. I hate losing him. He was great in the secondary, but, you know, you got to do what's best for you and you're 22 years old. And if you make a decision that's going to reshape your next 60 years of your life, do it, do what's best for you. Yeah. I don't follow them at all. It's bummer that we're losing, but I just looked up, this is according to us news, the best veterinarian schools ranked in 2019. You ready? Yeah. Number one is Cal Davis. Number two is Cornell, which is funny because Knowles went there. Number three is Colorado State. Number four is North Carolina State. Actually tied with North Carolina State. Ohio State. (laughs) And also tied with Ohio State, Texas A&M. So there's a couple there. And, you know, eight, nine, and ten are uh, Wisconsin. Florida, Georgia. I'm so, surprised Oklahoma State doesn't rank higher. We have one of the best best vet schools in the country. It says on here we're number 26. I, I've also heard that LSU is going to try to make a run after him because he, he is from Shreveport. So that would be a good pickup for LSU. Uh, wherever he goes, they're going to be lucky to have him. So we'll see what he does, and best of luck to him. Yep. So you want to talk a little basketball? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, okay. 
I'm to, so hesitant to talk basketball, man. They they irritate me. Oh, they they frustrate me, and I actually, luckily, I was able to watch a lot of the game last night versus TCU, mm. um, and it reiterates in my mind that either Boyton needs to go or he needs to or he needs to hire an OC can you hire an OC in basketball i just you just need you, an offensive mind assistant yeah I get exactly, that. whatever it is what whatever i don't care what you call it but that team and I've seen this before, and I saw it last year, but it was, you know, especially on the offensive side, it was masked by Cade, right? He was so good that he was able to just propel the offense. But the defense is fanatic. It is swirling. It is moving. It is dynamic. It is everything. Because I, I used to... And I used to coach high school, high school basketball. Like I know what good swirling defense looks like, and it is amazing. And the moment they cross the half court line, the energy dies. And they're not even running like a simple motion offense would be more dynamic than what we're running. Yes, we can't go to the tournament because the NCAA sucks and is stupid and punished us for no freaking reason. But still, you can't expect to hold opponents to 55 points. That's stupid. If they were to even put in a simple motion, they'd probably score 60, 65 points a game. And they're also missing so many foul shots. They missed 10 foul shots last night. That's not something you can do. You can't go, I think it's like 23 for 33. That's not, you can't do that. 13 to 23. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you can't do that. That is insane. So I, I'm just looking at the stats. I didn't watch the game, but look, the field goal percentage is, is roughly the same. 19 to 55 for TCU, 19 to 54 for OSU. Uh, Three-pointers. TCU seven to twenty, OSU six of nineteen. One one field goal is worth the difference. Free throws eleven to seventeen, and then thirteen of uh, twenty three. They got out rebounded forty four to thirteen. Can't out assisted, but they got steals, they got blocks, and TCU had twenty two turnovers. OSU had eleven. So, and fouls, I mean, OSU had 15 fouls, TCU had 20. So, so I, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be really controversial, and I'm sorry to everyone who will hate me for it, but um, there's a lot of people in the Cowboys right free slack who says you can't say you should fire a coach unless you have a replacement. Well, in all honesty, Besides recruiting, I think a mop with a bucket on top of it would be as good as Boyton. 
think you forget you i think motivation factor is i think another thing i think i they like being around him i i know it doesn't matter coach wise if you're likable or not but i feel like that has to play a factor in it somehow and also i mean they did beat the number one team but man i just need better shooters well or you so just there's been an interesting thread on Twitter that I've seen over the last couple of weeks is that Boyden is a really good recruiter. Uh, he obviously is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got multiple five stars, um, everything, but he overemphasizes what he likes versus what he needs. And I think that's a really good breakdown. Like, he, he, obviously everyone on the team watching that game last night uh it's one of the two or three, the second or third game i've been able to watch this year but um it was obvious on defense those guys swarmed they were blocking shots i mean they had like eight block shot last night which is insane most people don't have eight block shots in their career, much less in a game, you know? And he, it just, but he, there, there's, there's nothing on the offensive side. If your entire identity is to hold somebody under 60 points, you're going to lose a lot of ball games. And I am worried that Boyden has recruited himself to, into a hole to where 60 points is what we need to win. I I think you are probably right in that area. I mean, but look at look at the way Baylor shot against Oklahoma State. I don't know if it was an off night, but Baylor, Oklahoma State outshot Baylor by 15%. Three-point wise... Yeah. Uh, like three percent, had uh more accurate on free throws. Six of eight versus ten of fourteen. I mean, look, it's a darn good defense, and if you are able to squeak out games like that and still win, despite the fact that this season doesn't necessarily matter, that's good. But on the other hand, you have games like the Texas Tech game, where they blow you out of the water. They shoot a fifty percent uh, from field goal range. And you woefully get 32.1. It's like live by the three, die by the three. If you live by the defense, you could also die by the defense because they can't well, shoot. And especially what they were running for most of the game last night was a uh, pressure zone. And the best way to beat a zone is shoot over. And if you like, which, which tech did, they shot over our defense. Uh, but the other thing is, is if you can flip the ball fast enough against a pressure zone, you're going to have a quick, easy, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say easy. You're going to have a shot through the lane to the bucket. And especially with how the, because they're basically running a two, three zone is what I was seeing last night is so they're, they're flowing around. And if you can, pin them and then move the ball across the court quickly you're they're in trouble and tcu tcu actually did that a lot and that's something that 
really upset me was TCU was so much faster around the ball. Just the the pop, 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 moving the ball, moving the ball, you know, spacing everything. Like they should they should have won that game. I don't know how Oakland State won that game. I, I don't either. And honestly, you need your assistant coaches to not, you know, move around every other year, man. You need you need an assistant coach that will stay with you for however long you want them to. And I, I, I assume in 2022, he'll recruit better because this is his first time being a head coach. He's 40. He just turned 40. He's got a lot to learn when it comes to being a head ball coach. And I definitely think that he can make up for it as the years go on. But right now, it's kind of tough. It's you're watching, you're basically watching the Memphis Grizzlies if uh, they were like a JV team. Well, you're and, watching Memphis Grizzlies. And the worst Memphis part Grizzlies, is like in the grin grind era. And the worst part is we're getting screwed for no reason. Like, there's even been reports, the there's even been reports that like Kansas is not going to get popped, even though they've got all the FBI investigations. And we got popped for 300 bucks. I mean, that that's stupid. I mean, I might I might have standing to sue the NCAA as a fan. <laughs> like, that is insane to me. But, I mean, but the, those kids are living with what they're living with, it, living with, and that sucks. And, I don't know, I just really want I want you to listen to this. All right, ready? The NCAA, this is 14 minutes ago. The NCAA officially, this is from Marshall Levinson. The, the NCAA officially adopted the changes. Its Constitution Committee suggested the official announced today. This was Article 4. They might as well have tagged OSU men's basketball. Division and, as appropriate, conference regulations must ensure to the greatest extent possible that penalties imposed for infractions do not punish programs or student-athletes not involved nor implicated in the infractions. Can we get an apology? Can we get our ban undone? Like, if you're going to add this, then you might as well just say, hey, OSU are bad. We're going to drop the postseason ban like we should have done the entire freaking time. Well, you know, and especially with what uh, the new president has done, um, I don't remember her name exactly, but. Trump. Yeah. She's going to lawyer up. You knew, you know, she's going to sue them for postseason eligibility for a lot of reasons. And she should. Like, I, I really like what she has done as president of OSU. I think she was a great hire. And what she's done for sports. And granted, she walked in. She didn't know it, but she walked into a minefield walking in. But uh, she's been amazing. And I think that given the the right way to do it, which the NCAA is showing that they're like, hey, look, this is what we think now. She's going to sue and be like, look, this is this is this is this is why we should be in the postseason. 
Well, A, I'm going to give you this this question right now. Mm-hmm. As it stands, OSU makes a tournament. 15 seed, but yes. 15 seed? We're 10 and 7, man. That's not good. 15 seeds are for the um the you know the auto bids. We're still that means have to get the auto bid. This team is not capable of being in the tournament. I'm just gonna say right now, as of what they have shown me, they're not capable because but of the things that you've mentioned. All things they can't be, shoot right now, all things being right equal. Now. If you look at the teams that have been selected over the years. And granted, we still have to go through the back half of the Big 12, which is Murderer's Row. Mm -hmm. Which, at the end of the back half of that, we will not be a tournament team. We're going to be like, I don't know. If lucky, we're 500. If we're lucky, we'll be 500. Right. And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, We're, at best, in an IT team i mean it's just, are we banned from the nit yes we're banned from all what? places we're not even allowed to play in the big 12 tournament man you what can they just let us play in the nit like let us i don't even care about the nit let us play in the big 12 tournament we can do that too i prefer both I mean, we're we're banned from everything, and that's the worst part. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move away from basketball a little bit. Uh, softball and baseball rankings came out this week. Ooh, it's almost that time, man! I'm excited. I I mean, I knew I knew softball would be really good. I mean, I knew they were top five, top ten in the country, but everyone says they're number three in the country in softball. I mean, so if 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 everything goes, you know, chalk, the entire NCAA softball tournament runs through Oklahoma because OU's number one. And God Bellum's gonna be lit. Is all get out. Like I, 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 I will, especially when the tournament comes around. I will probably come and fly to Oklahoma just to see OSU, OU, Bedlam in the tournament. Because there's a really good chance. There's a really good chance that it's going to be. Number one, Oklahoma. Number three, Oklahoma State in the title game. And if that happens, I will be in the stands. Dude, is that a ballpark? Because they, they also host the uh, the Big 12 softball tournament. And they host the five, uh, like the state tournaments there. Well, they also host it's the World It's freaking there, right? nice, dude. It's so freaking nice. <laughs> With their twice as pet. I loved it. Got sunburned. Loved it, though. And uh, the men's team uh, came in at number seven, <laughs> which is insane, which I had no idea. I knew we were good in baseball, but I had no idea we were number seven in baseball. That is crazy. 
it's weird because they OSU was a three seed in an Arizona regional where they got shellacked by, I think, both Arizona and another Cal team. So I'm assuming that they have just gone ham in recruiting and they got a good old bunch of freshman class coming in and some transfers and that they look solid. And also, I think they were hurt. Uh, They had some pitchers hurt. So they're going to have some guys and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. Oh, have you been to a break yet? I have not been in new one yet. Go. Go. It is beautiful. Go. Yeah, I actually had uh, tickets to the opener, but COVID happened. And yeah, so I, I wasn't able, like, I had to cancel my flights and all that shit. It was, I'm going to delete that out. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I made him fail. I was like, oh no. He said oh. But yeah, we I mean I really want to go. Um I've seen it. I've 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 actually got to see it see it um about a year ago. I drove Pyatt, you know, I was in Stillwater for other reasons. And uh but yeah, that is a that's a beautiful stadium, man. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, there's not a bad scene there. Not a bad scene there at all. It's not. Not one bad seat in that in that place. I sat in multiple seats. I think the only game I went to there. No bad seats. Yeah, you know, it's, no. yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. So how about this? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls who like to listen to this podcast, uh, let's do this. Let's say uh, me, Ian, and you go to a baseball game. I will fly in. Um, All you've got to do is donate $20 to the uh, Animal Society or the uh, Reading Society in Stillwater and you you pick a game i'll come in and we'll watch a game and hang out and it'll be great that's it that's all you got how does that work so if we had like a do we add a tip jar and then we do the donating well no no people people just tell us hey look i donated this and we're gonna do this game and i'll fly in and it'll be great like i have no No problem flying in for an Oklahoma State baseball game. That'd be so much fun to hang out with the listeners. Uh, yeah, so just do that. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's 20 bucks, right? Uh, so uh, let's let's raise some money for some puppies. Heck yeah, dude. Ooh, okay. So you know how I think we talked about this kind of early on. But we mentioned how there wasn't a neutral site game for OU, for Bedlam, right? March 29th, Oklahoma is at One Oak Field in Tulsa. And then there's three. Baseball. Oh, that'd be good. And then there's there's three games in Stillwater, apparently. Which, don't they usually do the, like, 
two games and then one at the other place. The, yeah, there's there's almost always like a Bricktown game, and there's almost always a one out game, and there's almost always a other game. That that's really weird. So here's what I'm kind of thinking. April 8th and April 10th, if you look on the OSU schedule, they're both on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus, Which makes me think that that April 9th game is going to be in Norman. Because that would be like Sooner Sports, that sort of thing. They're deal with like Bally or whatever. I think that's a, that's a possibility of that happening, but who knows. But well, if you are... If you're on the West Coast, there's a good stretch of games for uh, baseball. You got Arizona State and BYU, both road trips. If you can, go to the BYU ballpark. I've heard it's very beautiful. I've seen pictures. I mean, Utah is one of those places. I've been to Colorado. I've never been to Utah, but like Utah is supposed to be one of the most one of the most beautiful places in the entire country. So yeah, if you can go there, go there. It's, it's honestly hard to believe that we are less than a month away from softball because they start February 10th in Tempe. And we are a little less than a week, than a month out from the Vanderbilt series in Nashville, which is February 18th. Well, and we also got, you know, golf is starting up. Yeah, uh, the men start in Hawaii of all places on the Lucky. third, and the women start in Dallas on the first. I think, and both teams are poised to destroy people. I have been really following this these teams, and uh, if you don't like golf. You should just unsubscribe right now because the next six months are going to be all about golf. <laughs> but the well, the men are always competitive and they are ranked number two in the country. But the women are crushing people. They're winning by like 20 strokes in tournaments. They are amazing. And I'm going to do my best and if someone out there knows somebody who can help me figure this out, but I'm going to do my best to interview every single one of them. I want them on this podcast. I want this to be the golf podcast, period. Because golf is amazing. And if you hate it, well, boom. Don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you saved it there. Uh, so speaking of another spring sport, tennis. Maybe uh, Princeton. Yeah, the women are going crazy women. right now, too. Yeah, they're, they are awesome and right now. They host South Carolina, the Sunday 12 o'clock Greenwood Tennis Center. That, that venue is a phenomenal place. It's both indoor and outdoor. Uh, really phenomenal. Yeah, so South, they have South Carolina on the 23rd. Then they have an ITA kickoff weekend in Columbus before hosting Missouri. February 3rd. So two SEC uh, tennis schools. And something I will admit, I am awful at tennis. 
There are very few sports that I am more bad at than tennis. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I appreciate the athleticism and what they're doing, but it's really hard for me to like be like, oh yeah, this person is really good at tennis. And you're like, okay, yeah, okay, they're really good at tennis. Because <laughs> I don't know what good at tennis means. <laughs> announcing tennis is super weird i mean you just announce the names and stuff so i'll be doing that a little bit this year brody myers usually has that but when he's gone softball they call me so i'll be at a couple of those uh we'll see how the schedule plays out but i'm looking forward to it so yeah so that there's there's my thing there hey i also announce tennis um well good for you man that that is awesome that you have we not have we not talked about wrestling yet uh you mean how uh how they're also the state is yeah in their wrestling matches so far is scored 350 something points versus their opponent's 30 they have only lost three individual bouts they aren't yeah, good. 20, yeah. They aren't good. They are world class domination level. Like if they don't win, if they don't win the NCAA tournament and they don't have multiple individual uh individual champions, it's a it's it's a fail for, failure. Like they I want the okay, so hold on. Litmus test is Iowa. At the Battle of the Ballparks, depending on how well they do against Iowa, then I agree with you. But I know they've been dominant, but how much of, the, of that is against inferior opponents? I agree, uh, true too. But I mean, twenty-three to Minnesota was a pretty good test. They are number eleven. They lost twenty-three to, or they won twenty-three to ten. Everybody else has been dominant. Uh, Stanford was a. Uh, 29 to 7 thing, but Iowa is a school that is dominant in wrestling. So I'd be weary of that before we crown them just yet. There will probably be some national champions, I hope, knock on wood. But as far as a team national championship is concerned, good way to say anything until Iowa in Arlington, Texas, which is sick. Okay, so I'm going to ask this question, um, which you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but mm-hmm. with golf, both golfs, um, men's and women's, uh, softball, baseball, wrestling, how many natties do you think we pull in as a team? As a team? Okay. As a team, it would be so OSU if if it was zero. It would be so OSU if it was zero. I think they get one, it, at least one. I hope at least one, because no, I feel like getting... golf. They can either get both in golf or one in golf. OU's a buzzsaw in um, 
softball, that's going to be tough as always. Wrestling, Penn State, Iowa, that's always going to be tough. Uh, but it just – it feels like OS – it would be classic OSU if they were to win nothing, team-wise. <laughs> All right, so – I hope not. I hope not, but – I'm going to go with three. In on the, just in case. Uh, women's Which golf. Three? Okay. Men's baseball and men's wrestling. Not women's golf? I think they're really good, but Pepper, like the other programs are also really good. <laughs> um, if anything, I think I think OSU women's yeah, golf would be screw it four team to be okay. four teams because OSU women's golf is I'm scared insanely good. Uh, the I little think- like because it's hard to actually watch women's collegiate golf, uh, but what I've seen of them and their players on like golf channel and stuff, they are brilliant. I mean, they're they're not just good. They are. They will dominate on the women's tour. Kind of good. It's it's crazy. They are special golfers. And I I think the revenge factor comes into play because I think they lost to Ole Miss. So I think there is going to be a fire in them that really wants to win this year, because revenge tours are fun. So. Well, that too, there, but it is going to be one. I would say them, and I also think that uh, you know Oklahoma State is in the golf school, and I think the women's team wants to be like or the golf school too. And I honestly think the women, especially with that freshman from England, uh, I don't remember her name, but she is incredibly good. She could she could be on the pro tour right now, like no issue. And like the fact she's playing for us is incredible and it's insane. So uh, she's going to be amazing. And I, I honestly think there's three to four natties out there for us this spring. Cause if you start in top seven is top seven in baseball, you got a real chance at winning a natty. Top three in softball. Yeah, you got to go through OU, which is always the hardest part. Basketball is so weird to me. Or baseball, just because there's so many teams that come out of nowhere. It's much like March Madness where you're probably not safe, as safe as you think you are. Well, but it's because baseball is a different kind of game. Baseball is a game built on averages. And it's one of those things where you got two good pitchers that you can roll out every three or four games. That changes the dynamic a whole lot. And so, I mean, well, and it's also true of softball because like, like pitchers, especially can go, they can go every other game basically. Right. I mean, you know that sport more than I do, but I know those girls can pitch both ends of a double header at some times. Oh, yeah. They, we had, well, 
high school, they'll just have one pitcher most of the time. And it, it works. I mean, I think it has something to do with the, the, the motion. It's less stress on the arm compared to baseball. So I, yeah, I think it is going to be, it's going to be something to monitor and there's going to be so much stuff on, you know, ESPN plus with all of that. It's just, it's going to be so fun to watch and I'm all here for it. I'm ready. I'm ready for this cold to get out of the freaking way. Let, let's go spraying baby. I love the cold, man. I do too. Just not right now. It's too cold. It's a little too cold for my, it's like seven degrees or something. Hold on. Man, if I if I was in Oklahoma right now, I just go walk outside. It's <laughs> like twenty two degrees. I would put on my beanie. I would, yes, I would definitely you know put a jacket on, whatever. But I would just walk outside and just like this is nice. Like I love I love the cold, man. I love it. I love it so much. I love the cold when it is inside. <laughs> like that but, dude <laughs> all right cowboys and cowgirls i uh i think it's gonna wrap this up for this episode of ingles and ian and uh again sorry it's been so long since things have uh been around again but here we are for the first time since the last time your good friend of mine jacob and ian 